Welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, movie maniacs! My name is Sky, and I'm here with my brother Dusty. Dusty, hey, uh, bakala, durka durka, Muhammad Jihad, sherpa sherpa, uh, bakala. Ah, durka durka durka. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. I love how this movie has its own language built right in. It is fantastic. I absolutely love that. Like when I first saw that, I was like, man. That is so funny. <laughs> I just, just can't stop laughing. Oh, Durka, 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 Bacala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's endlessly quotable when you can just make up your own words like that. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I've said this many, many times, I am super not creative. So um, when I hear things that are creative, I'm like, dude, that is funny. But I know if I try to make up something, it won't work. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I can I can be creative when it's like simple, like uh, for me, of course, you know, I do the whole poker thing when it comes to teaching poker strategies and stuff. I'm pretty good at that, putting out podcasts, written word videos and stuff. But when it comes to doing funny stuff, man, I just don't have that funny bone. I'm quick to laugh, but not good at making it up myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I know that for me, um, if I even if I see something not working, like in a joke, or I, I can't figure out how to fix it, you know, it's just, oh, well, oh, well, but I'm good at copying, like, hey, whatever you did, <laughs> I could do that, too. <laughs> yeah, I know you are a master, I wouldn't call it copying, but you are a master at uh, remembering and using quotes from movies. I try. It's, it's fun. It just sticks in my brain. That's not like I actually, um, you know, purposely do it, meaning like, oh, I'm going to memorize this one. I'm going to memorize it. It just sticks in my brain. I just love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have the kind of mind that can quickly recall that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, 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 thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but yeah, this movie, I'm so glad we did it. Now, I want to say I've obviously brought up Team America so often because whenever I hear anything or see anything about Matt Damon, I like, man, the best movie Matt Damon's ever been in is Team America. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and you know what was interesting? I was reading on IMDb a little bit about the movie, and apparently they were actually going to make Matt or Tra- uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker were actually going to make. Uh, Matt Damon's character very smart and like yeah, like really thoughtful and everything. But when they saw his doll, his whatever you know the 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 doll thing, when he saw how he looked, they said that guy looks retarded. So let's just make him just say <laughs> Matt Damon because the doll yeah. looks stupid, not because of him. But anyways, oh. what was interesting? Not saying it, well. They said because they saw it, they did that. At the same time, they both, or at least I read this, that they both admit that Matt Damon's actually a pretty cool guy. So it's just funny. I just love that Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, I saw that same thing. I really like how IMDb does that. For the listeners, if you've never checked out some of your favorite movies, IMDb has a little behind-the-scenes kind of notes and stuff, uh, faux pas and things, mistakes in the movie, but also, like, you know, quotes from the movie as well as just interesting, fun facts. So check out IMDb for some of your favorite movies if you want some behind-the-scenes stuff and then this one for team america had plenty of it yeah and it's oh yeah there are tons and tons i just kept reading i was like man this is taking up too much time i gotta stop reading all this stuff but um there was one that stood out to me was and i love oh my so wait let me ask you who is your favorite character in all of team america it's it's the same as yours probably kim jong-il no 
oh my goodness, he is you you're breaking my balls, Hans. It's <laughs> like you're useless, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yep. I'm show Ronry. <laughs> yeah, a riddle Ronry. <laughs> So what is great is I read something that um, along with Kim Jong-il, what he says, you're useless, Alec Baldwin, that apparently that Alec Baldwin would be walking down the street. And after this movie, people would literally just yell out, you're useless, Alec Baldwin. And after a little bit, you know, he stopped being like um, irritated about it. And he started, you know, playing back and said, same to you, Kim Jong-un. Yep. <laughs> you know, something like that. But I was like, man, Kim Jong-il, it's not a character character personality that you would expect from Kim Jong-il. Yeah. And they did. They home run, if not a grand slam on that. That was so funny. For sure, it was, man. The best character of the movie. And I knew that would be yours as well, just for how absurd uh, and, and evil, but at the same time, funny and goofy he looks too, you know? <laughs> You're making my balls, Hans. I yeah, always big old that. glasses on him. and uh, So, you know, at the very as the scene opens up, what was real, and I read this on IMDb again, again, I think it's fun to go watch or read this stuff and just see what happens. But when they went after they got the green light, uh, Matt Trey and, and uh, Stone, they got the green light to make the movie. He started making the movie. He spent, oh goodness, was it like $25 million? Like a lot, a lot of money on making the movie. And in making the movie, they came and after it was all done and they brought it before all the executives. And if you remember the opening scene where it's that uh, marionette where the puppets and it looked really horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually had a long or something like a longer scene or but basically that was the big they, that's all they showed was that and it looked horrible it looked like nothing and spent 25 million already and so they were like oh man they screwed us or something like that and then they real and they said no it's just a gag this is the real movie and they actually put that it was a gag first and then they actually put it into the full entire movie so i thought that was pretty funny to know yeah, I thought that was one of the coolest things. That little intro right there. As soon as you see that, you think you're you think to yourself, you're in for a crappy, crappy puppet show. But then it pulls back and really smart. A marionette operating a marionette. You know, nice little twist there. I liked it. I liked it. And you know what? I never caught this. I was just laughing so much at the opening scene, uh, just at how obnoxious it was and how awesome it was and all that sort of stuff. But I didn't realize, and I just realized it just now watching it, like two days ago. That they Team America is going to stop terrorists from destroying Paris. But <laughs> in order to stop the terrorists from destroying Paris, they destroy Paris. It's like, oh, we save it. Like, when we shoots the rocket. Oh, and he, you know, he blows up the Eiffel Tower, it falls down. He's just, he, all he says is, I missed. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> it is. It's good, man. They do a lot of that. I don't know what you call that in the movies, but when when the characters are obviously, or not obviously, when they are oblivious to what's around them, and I think they're just playing on, on the idea that Americans are oblivious to the rest of the world. We think that we are it. There's nothing else in the world. Uh, and I think they were just playing off of that for this movie. Yeah, it was very good, very good. Now, in my opinion, I don't think any country should police any world, like it police the world. So, I mean, obviously, it's a play on America that America tries to do this, which I completely agree. Um, I don't, th- and ex- especially if, like, let's say Russia or China or North Korea said, we're going to police the world, like, they're going to police the way that they want to police just because America is trying to make everybody more free doesn't make it right. So, mm-hmm. all that to say, when I, you know, see this movie, it kind of tugs on. On me a little bit in one way tugs on me another the other way 
I gotcha. I mean, we're both, of course, Americans, so we're pro-America all the way. Um, but we can understand, and and I can laugh at stuff like this, this that does point out the absurdity in maybe American culture and uh, America's stance in the world, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you, you just, it, it does help us to kind of, uh, in a laughing, funny way, show us that, um, man, some people around the world would probably see us as jerks. Uh, and you know, what's really interesting as I've traveled all over the world, I'm all over, I've traveled to many places. Like last year, we went to Europe, we went through six weeks, 11 different countries all through Europe, and just got to see what cultures are like. And knowing I still believe America is the best country. I love America. I love the freedom sure. we have. Yeah. There are great cultures. There are great countries out there as well. And so all that to say, um, even like, even if you're, I don't know, let's say you're, you're in Germany and you think Germany is the best. Well, there are like, there are plenty of other countries that are really good too. So all that to say, I like to get out and travel and see the world and get experiences of other cultures. And that's something we do with our kids too. You know, we homeschool the kids. And so they've been to all these different countries as well. And they get to see the cultures and what everything else is like outside, like not being locked in our own shell, like being so like thinking we're the center of the earth or the world. They're absolutely not. We need to be out. So that's, that's something that I took away from this is like, man, I love, I'm glad that I got to travel a lot. For sure, man. Travel is one of those eye-openers. It, it just opens you up to the way people are living around the world and how, I mean, sometimes you might think of, you know, oh, French people are idiots or not idiots, jerks or something. But when you go there and actual people are actually nice to you as an American, it just opens up your eyes that a lot of these stereotypes, while they're maybe based in a little bit in reality, um, there's always good things about every single culture out there. And we love traveling for that exact same reason that you said. It opens up your eyes to the world. I don't know. French people are pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty <laughs> me. Well, no, no. I would say it would probably be about 80%. Like, you're, I, we did get some really, really nice people. We were from America. We were going to a restaurant. They were completely full and they couldn't accommodate us because we had, I think, like six kids and four adults. They couldn't accommodate us. And it was literally in Paris. And the maitre d' literally runs out and it's like, let me go find you another place. And he'd like two doors down and said, hey, go here. And he got, hey, let me get you a table. And so that was super awesome. But there were others that were like, hey, you're American. We're not going to serve you. Or it, it wasn't like that. It was more like, we're not going to be polite. Like in McDonald's saying, hey, can I get a refill? No, you can't. Or something. It just, anyways, all that to say, you get stereotypes, which there are there for a reason. But yep. there are definite um, huge glaring opposites of that stereotype. So yes, I love traveling, love getting to see the entire world. So getting back to the movie, I want to jump right into what is your favorite scene of this movie? My favorite scene is the palace fight between Team America and all the actors. Loved it. Absolutely. Like just seeing, I, I don't know, it it, well, it's a really fun thing. You get to actually see battles, a lot of gunfights, uh, karate and stuff, but then you get to see the fags and <laughs> Team America. <laughs> Susan Sarandon splatting on the ground, those cat panthers, uh, Janine Garofalo's head being blown up. Uh, it, it was just, that was the best scene of the movie. I agree that that is absolutely the best scene in the movie. Now, the one that I would actually watch over and over again, it's more... Like the conversation. Now, I can't say it because this is definitely a fun, um, our show, the Watch and Learn show, um, a podcast is definitely something that we don't say a lot of bad words or add any at all. But when you have Gary saying how that uh, yeah, Americans are dicks or something like that, and he goes in that rant about that, that was so 
funny. And it, yep. I was dying laughing when I saw when I heard that. There was another like everything. I think for me, my favorite is literally every part with Kim Jong Il. I think mm. he is absolutely hilarious. Like you're useless, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so true. Good. His scenes, like individually as that marionette or that actor, I guess that character, I guess you could say, those are the funniest throughout the movie for sure. I love seeing those. But just that palace scene is the best, and I really did enjoy how you get the guy in the bar, that drunk guy talking to Chuck or, you know, Gary, of course, but calling him Chuck, (laughs) telling him the whole, that whole uh, uh, trilogy, you know, that three-part thing that he repeated later on. And so that was really cool how they brought it back. It made you really laugh. It was funny in the bar. And then bam, he brings it back or they bring it back and he wins the day with it, you know, saves the day with it. Uh, And I also liked how in that initial bar scene, one of the things that you love is when they are just absolutely beating a dead horse (laughs) and do a joke over and over again. And his barfing in the street or out in the alley is perfect and just beautiful. And his barfing gets more and more violent (laughs) as the scene goes on, too. Just amazing, man. Brilliant. I love those because when you think it's all done, like, okay, he's done. Oh, no, there it goes again. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> and okay, he's done. Oh, no, it's even worse. <laughs> Just like in Naked Gun, I, it might be the first one, but he has the microphone on. Um, uh, Leslie Nielsen has the microphone on. He's talking on stage. He finally eventually gets up. They're still going, and they're listening to him go pee inside the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody's listening. Like, oh, when is he going to stop? When is he going to stop? And he's on whistling, and eventually, like after... 30 seconds to 45 seconds, he stops. And everybody's all relieved. Yeah. And then it starts all over again. He's like, whoa. (laughs) So I I, I don't know why. Maybe, am I the only one that finds that funny? Well, maybe I'm not because you have people that actually have movies that do this where it just keeps bidding a dead horse. But I'm just wondering how many people like that and enjoy that and find that funny. I absolutely love it when movies do that. But my guess is most people don't. Most people get bored and irritated by it. They probably, I know my mm-hmm. wife, she yeah. would just be rolling her eyes like, oh, I can't believe yeah. you think it's funny. I'm like, speaking, yes. Yeah, speaking of your wife, I bet you watch this alone without her, right? Oh my goodness, absolutely. She yeah, would just be no like, way. this is horrible. <laughs> yeah, there's no way she could ever uh, turn into this movie for even 30 seconds. No, no, literally, she'd be like, as soon as she saw the puppets and it back out, and you see France, she'd be like, oh, what are we watching? Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> but I do love the America theme song. Mm-hmm. America, America. And then when they make it into a slow, methodical, yes. you know, uh, sad, depressing song. Yeah, at the end of the second act, when things seem their bleakest, that they're at their bottom, that song comes in all slow. Low, it hits the it hits the tone perfectly. It sure does because you remember it all pumped up and you know uh, electric guitars and everything. It's so good, and then you're like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. So it having songs and I mean Matt Stone and Trey Parker are brilliant in my. I think they're comedic geniuses, entertainment geniuses. I think they are fantastic. I even went back and watched Basketball. Good, um, not, yeah, yeah. Just such, those guys are absolutely brilliant. For sure, they are. And now, basketball, they didn't have any kind of creative control. They were just the actors in it. It was the Zucker brothers or Abrams, maybe, brothers. Uh, But still, yeah, they were great in it. But all the movies that they've ever put out, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, is still one of my favorite comedies of all time. I love the television show still as well. And you're right. They're just amazing creative. Oh, did you ever watch The Book of Mormon? 
I haven't. Is it? A, it it's a play, right? Or do they actually have it on, like on uh, TV where you can watch it? No, it's a, it's a play. Uh, it's a traveling play as well. So it may end up in Arizona at some point, someday. I haven't taken the time to go see it yet, but eventually I will. And everybody says one of the best, funniest, greatest songs. Well, not just play. It's a musical, I guess you should say, or you could say. Uh, and I, I just hear such great things. So I was hoping you had seen it, but eventually I'll I'll make my way there. I guess I'm just not a play person, but because they wrote this and it's still going, like it's been going for what, five, 10 years or however yeah. long. And they are, it, it, I've heard so many great things about it. I def, if there's ever a play that I want to watch, which there's none, there's literally yeah. none, uh, <laughs> this is one. So I wait I a second, you're not down for the new Cats movie coming out soon? I find that Cats. Uh, in the play and real life, actual cats, they're not very fun for me. I yep. stay away. In fact, I agree with you. I tell all my kids, we hate cats. Like, we shoot cats. That's why we don't actually do that. But, like, we tell them, we hate cats. We're dog people. That's yeah. what we love, is we love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best reason to stay away from cats, I guess, is because Mr. Mostopheles might be prone to raping people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rum Tum Tuggers, they're holding you down, you know? You don't want that. <laughs> no, you don't. Poor Chris in this movie. <laughs> I, yeah, so the, um, I, can't stop laughing when uh, Gary, Gary is riding in the Jeep, riding away, and <laughs> the Team America is like, hey, they're getting away. And <laughs> he's trying to give them the signal that, ah, yeah, with his hands up and it's like scratching. Hey, look at this crazy terrorist. Let's, let's kill him. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Hilarious. It looks like he's saying, kiss me, kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So what was interesting also, I read that Matt Stone and Trey Parker, that uh, actually Matt Stone said, I'm never going to make another movie with Trey Parker because they were spending like 17 hours a day, every single day for like months and up until the very end. I'm not sure how like legitimate that is. Obviously they went on or they have, you know, Book of Mormon and all that sort of stuff. So they're absolutely working together. But I could see, man, if you're working with somebody day in and day out for that long, eventually you're going to get tired of somebody. But here's my question for you. What do you think about partnerships? Now, this is totally outside the movie, quickly getting partnerships. Now, this is a brilliant partnership. There have been plenty of other brilliant partnerships, but at the same time, partnerships in general are rather rough, but these guys have stuck around. What do you think their secret to success to sticking around together? Uh, you know, that's that's a really good question. You know, I bet they spend a lot of time apart. They probably see eye to eye on a ton of stuff, and that's probably how they connected in the first place. Got started with making their own little animated shorts and then South Park, of course, and all the movies and acting that they've done since then. But, uh, you know, their South Park shows only dropped like 10 episodes per season. So I'm thinking they spend a ton of time apart now, which makes it easier to work together in those brief, I guess, few months stints when they got to do it. I think that they definitely have a fantastic working relationship. They put out, I mean, they're so brilliant and they make fun of everything. That's one thing I love about them. And even though something's like, oh man, I'm, I don't want them to make fun of that. But at the same time, nothing's off limits. That's what I love about them. Whereas you have some people say, we can make fun about that, but you can't make fun about that. Like, why? That's just stupid. That's just bad and wrong, in my opinion. So yeah, and getting back to the movie, what is your... Uh, uh, Monday morning quarterback, what is one thing that they should have done or something could have done differently? Yeah, I, I think and it, it ties into one of my lessons as well. But basically, you don't leave the team, Gary, like the job wasn't done, right? He signed up for something as big as this to fight terrorist lives are on the line. You don't leave in the middle when you start to feel, uh, I don't know, 
I don't I don't know what the word is despondent about it or or whatever. He he left his he- team in the lurch right there, and that was a huge mistake. So Gary should not have left and should have stayed there. Yep. Got it. Got it. But That's then he would have never met the guy in the bar and never got that story to win the day. So, you know, uh, something good did come of it. <laughs> Absolutely. So my Monday morning cornerback is Kim Jong-il should never have trusted and counted on the fags. He should have literally done it all himself. He should have yep. like just said, you know, screw you guys. I'm doing it all myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you're breaking my balls, fags. You <laughs> 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 should have done something I like know, that. Yep. Oh, you know what? No, Kim Jong-il shouldn't have put a five-minute timer on. That's what the bad guys always do, and they screw themselves. They absolutely do. You give the good guys a chance to win. Kim Jong-il, you dummy. (laughs) Yeah, I do really love that end scene. I could watch that end scene everything over and over again uh, because it was just so much fun having all the different people, all the different, you know, actors in their dolls and everything. It was just really, really funny. And then um, Alec Baldwin giving a speech about being a fag and all that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. It's so, so funny. You really did it, fag. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Love it over and over again. There was so like the very first time they mentioned film actors guild like in the newscast right midway through the movie or whatever they say the words film actors guild but then on the screen they're putting F A G and I just remember that in the theater I was laughing my butt off every time I saw a new actor with their name Sean Penn fag <laughs> right next to it <laughs> uh, oh man it's so good they're taking the piss out of everybody in this movie and and th- they just nailed it like it's kind of like a send-up of i don't know uh like bruckheimer movies a lot of classic action movies and stuff as well as like actors uh directors like being a world police musicals like with the whole lease and everyone has aids and hollywood sexual favors came up those those kinds of jokes came up a few times or and hollywood um What's the word when they're full of themselves? Um, arrogant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrogance, for sure. Yeah, and they, it was a send-up of all that stuff, and, and they nailed it on the head. They sure did. And that song with AIDS, 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 AIDS. Everybody has AIDS, 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 AIDS. It's so funny. <laughs> my father, AIDS. My sister, AIDS. <laughs> yeah. So what is your grade? I want to jump into the grade. What is your grade? We'll get into the lesson in just a minute. What is your grade for this movie? Uh, I really do enjoy it, but I give it a B plus because over the years I've tried to watch it again here and there. And occasionally, I don't know what it is. It's not an endlessly rewatchable movie. I can watch it maybe once every five or seven years, but if I try to hit it more often, I just kind of get a little bored with it and I turn it off. So I, you know what? I really, I appreciate that grade. Because normally you just give everything A's. Oh, it's a yep. A. Oh, it's an A. Oh, it's yeah. an A. <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I do feel you. I do understand. Because I think the last time I saw it, shoot, was when it first came out. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I think. I, uh, no, I probably watched it one time in the middle there. But as I watched it again, I was like, I, I knew things were coming. But I was like, man, this is like watching it all over again. It's so funny. Um, so my grade, I give it an A-. minus, mm. And because I thoroughly enjoyed it again, and I laughed so much, uh, that's why I bumped it up to an A minus just because I could see myself maybe in the next, I don't know, three or four years watch again, but I don't watch nearly as many movies and over and over again as you do. So yeah. nowadays, because time is limited, 
I literally watch one movie one time, unless it's amazing. I won't watch it again. It's, you know, it's just like, okay, there's so many other things to watch and other things to do. Um, and so, unless I love it, but so all that to say, I give it a minus. It's very, very funny. And that's why I watch it. Uh, that's why I give it an a minus. But there's one thing I remember when the trailers first came out, we were watching some movie. I don't even remember what movie it was, but we were in the movie theater and we see a big black screen. And all of a sudden we see a bunch of names like, um, uh, um, Alec Baldwin, Matt Damon, um, Samuel L. Jackson, like big names, like like 15 big names. And then it says, after all their names, it'll say, it says, we'll hate this movie. And it's <laughs> basically, that's the whole trailer, is every, all these people will hate this movie and it shows Team America. And I thought, I want to see that. That looks great. Nice. I don't remember that trailer. I looked up the trailers from the past and I found one of them that had, you know, your standard trailer fair action scenes and jokes and stuff. But I'm going to look up that one in YouTube for sure. That was, yeah, it's a, it's hilarious because you're like, oh man, this movie's going to have all these actors, these A-list actors. You have to pay millions of dollars each one. And boom, it does. It's not. Yeah. So uh, quickly, before I forget, so on Netflix, there's something out that is really, really cool outside of Team America, but it just brought my memory, um, you know, because we're thinking of things in the past when it came out in 2004. But there is a TV show, two TV shows. One is Movies That Made Us. And it's a Netflix special. And I think there's like four or five episodes. And they're talking about like 80s movies. And then going into histories, interviewing people, showing everything you would not have known. They have Dirty Dancing, which is like, I don't care. But they have like Ghostbusters. They have Die Hard. um, A couple other movies. But they also have toys that made us and they talk all about toys and i found out about teenage mutant ninja turtles how that got started and all that good stuff so you should definitely check out those it's how or um uh the movies that made us and the toys that made us yeah i'm right behind you i recommend those as well because we have been watching them we just finished watching the uh i think it was the third one the ghostbusters one um for the movies and then the toys, I think we got through Transformers maybe. But yeah, there's plenty of there. And I agree with you. Totally fun show, especially if you grew up like you and I did through the 80s and 90s watching or playing with these things. You know, it fits right in. It's all nostalgia and it's great fun to watch. Yeah. And seeing all that history like Die Hard, learning all that great stuff about Die Hard, how Bruce Willis, like this is the movie that took off for Bruce Willis. He was basically going to be done if this movie didn't take off. But he was a $5 million actor for like the the most ever paid and that anyways all that to say they they went through like tom cruise almost schwarzenegger every big name but everybody said no and he said yes and got five million dollars for it so and now it's like one of the quintessential action movies from the last out of the last 50 years or whatever you know and one of the the, best and it's the best christmas movie ever that i mean seriously jeez well, that show, uh, Movies That Made Us, they also did Home Alone, and that is a really good Christmas movie, too. But I agree, Die Hard's better. Yes, absolutely. You Around this time of year, around Christmas, we always watch like The Grinch, or How the Grinch Girl Told Christmas. Um, the comic, the cartoon itself, but we also watch um, The Grinch, the, the, the 2004 or whatever, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey one. The newer one that came out, it's just okay, it's not bad, but... I, I can't wait till my kids are older to watch Scrooge. I love yes. Scrooge. Watch Die Hard. Like all these, you know, we just, for the very first time, my kids watched Home Alone and they really enjoyed it. And so they've seen Home Alone 3. Now they watch Home Alone 1. Now we'll watch Home Alone 2. But yeah, so it's great. But let's jump into the lessons. We've been talking about lots of other things. Let's jump into the lessons. So what's your very first lesson? 
Every good team needs an acting expert, right? A team had face. These guys have Gary. At one time, Gary leaves, and then they all get in trouble, like we already mentioned. And then um, Spot, Spot, Spotswood comes in and says, without an actor, they were like pigs to the slaughter, Gary. And so every team, you know how this team and every team is made up of experts of various levels, you know, psychology expert, uh, martial arts expert, natural born leader. You need an actor on your team. You sure do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I'm definitely not an actor, so that, that I would not fit that lesson or fit that mold. But um, good. So my first lesson is be aware of what is behind your target and don't blow it up like the Eiffel no. Tower. I just loved it. Like he shoots the rocket, passes him, blows up the Eiffel Tower. And he just looks, turns around. Oh, I missed. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. I loved it. But yeah, be aware of what's behind your target. Totally good point right there. Uh, let's see here. My 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 second lesson is when the going gets tough, the tough get going. I don't know if that's necessarily how I want to phrase, you know, uh, phrase my lesson, but challenges basically separate the wheat from the chaff. And then this whole, um, I, I don't know, this whole thing like Gary, you know, the team hits a snag, everybody's against them, the Film Actors Guild are, are speaking out against them, and he ends up quitting. He was one of the weaker ones. He ended up coming back to the team. But no, 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 Gary, you don't leave. You stay with your team and stick through it if you want to be a winner in the end. Yes, that's a great point. Very, very good point. And you just never leave a man behind. And in doing that, you never leave your team. So absolutely, good point. My next lesson is, we already talked about this at the very, very beginning, but this goes on in my lesson. No country should police the world. I don't care if, if a country is literally destroying each other. Like, who's to say that we are the ones or anybody is the ones to do that? Just like if, let's say, Russia wanted to police the world or North Korea, you know, or any country that's like a horrible country that wants to police the world. Say so you do exactly. Anyways, long story short, I don't believe any country should police the world. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, another country should only step in when that, like when one of the two countries' leaderships asks them to step in. You know, it's not something that you just do yourself. In the history of the world, from the very beginning of the world, people have been killing people. Not saying that it's right at all, but countries take over countries, dynasties take over dynasties, and they, they're literally always killing each other. Right now is the only time that we've had this much peace in the world. It's just absolutely amazing how much peace we have compared to all of history. Yep, for sure. This is the best time to live in. And everybody is complaining about their 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 grande latte being, you know, made incorrectly or complaining about the president and his his newest i don't i don't know people are complaining about so many things but we truly don't have any problems nowadays everybody's getting fatter everyone has food everyone has a place to live uh it is the best time to live in for sure and we have the internet and movies like team america absolutely mm-hmm. cool. all right um, i don't have a third lesson i just came up with those two I got two, so I got two more, so I got four, so I'll give you one of them. So my third one is, don't ever join a guild that has a horrible name that people can make fun of you, like call you a fag. So (laughs) even if you are going in that direction and you realize you can eventually get in there, don't join it. Like, just stay away. Like like, uh, Sean Penn, fag. (laughs) I was like, that's so funny. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, oh. Uh, you and I, we went to a conference uh, a few months ago, and I was speaking, you and I were speaking with somebody there, and her husband is a member or an employee or whatever you call it of ICE, the international, what was ICE again? It is Immigration and Customs Enforcement. That's right. Immigration and Customs, customs Enforcement. And ICE sounds really hard and 
and mean and unforgiving, right? Yeah, you're well, cold. Yeah. Yeah, you're cold. Exactly. Adam Carolla said, you guys should have called yourself, and I got the idea from Adam Carolla. He said they should actually be, they should have called themselves nice originally. National. National yep. You know, <laughs> like that. Because now you guys are nice. Nice is coming on the door to collect us or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> I mean, you sound better than ice, and and uh, it, it's, a, it's, a lot, uh, it's a lot more difficult for people to speak bad about you when your name is nice. The National Immigration is enforcement i love it they yep. literally should rebrand it right now like, they literally should yeah hey you're 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 boycotting nice how can you be boycotting <laughs> nice like that's what's wrong with you you're a yeah. horrible person <laughs> yeah. totally totally rebrand so, and just just with a brand new name change now nobody has the ammo to to be fighting you with you know yes so my last lesson is don't ever be an irritating stupid low life like matt demon hmm I don't know, man. You keep calling him <laughs> a low life, but I don't see what's so low about him. I'm just kidding. I just it's just it's just so funny. I I know I, I definitely don't have any, any problems with Matt Damon other than he's a socialist that and a communist. Those are two things that I absolutely hate. Um because literally socialism has never ever work. Communism has never worked. Socialism and communism have both killed millions and millions of people. And they rail against capitalism or free markets or the West when you... Anyways, all that to say, Matt Damon... The only thing I don't like about Matt Damon is... His, his political uh, views. His political views. But, you know, he's probably a decent guy. I just love picking up off of Team America saying, Matt Damon. So, yep. no, it's more of <laughs> me just joking around. Gotcha. Cool beans. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything... Uh, anything that we forgot to mention about this movie oh yeah, what's your prop what, prop absolutely so i have my prop it's going to have a couple props all together i want mount rushmore with the opening jaw on the head opening up with the plane helicopter and truck that all come out holy cow that's a big Heck that's a big yes. prop for sure oh man Nice. Mine, my prop is also Mount Rushmore related. I want that interior team base with the bar, uh, with that big long limo, the parking garage, like everything inside there. I want that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yep. But that's going to take up uh, one whole room or, or a quarter of my, maybe one one eighth of my whole warehouse full of movie props, you know, that we've collected up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, cool beans. So uh, let's see. Yeah, I really did enjoy this movie. Oh, one last thing. You're talking about socialist, right? Or socialism. Uh, In this movie, they had a giant socialist weasel, like big old slovenly Michael Moore. I love that portrayal of him. They absolutely, they sure did. They nailed him. Actually, every single, like, that's why I love this movie so much is because they make fun of everything, but they make fun of people that I'm like, man, I like that they made fun of that that person. Absolutely. Totally, totally. All righty. So, Dust, I think this movie was... Was it... Oh, this is interesting. So, we finally got to this point. At the end of the last movie... Uh, I had said that Star Wars was coming out this week, but I totally made the mistake and you chose Star Wars. So uh, I guess we should have mentioned this at the at the at the front of the movie, but we did uh, this instead. We'll do Star Wars later. So next week, what movie are we watching? Can you remember? Isn't it Star Wars? No, next. That's going to be the next week after. So the the very next episode after this is going to be Jumanji 2 Back to the Jungle. Got it. I like yep. Jumanji. I so I really enjoyed the reboot, not reboot, but like the second part and how they made it modern and everything. Really creative. So, I here I'm gonna make a prediction, Sky. Mm-hmm. My prediction 
is you're going to come back and you're going to say, it was pretty good. They didn't come up with anything new. All over. <laughs> you're going to say, I just wish they would have come up with some new things. You're going to say something like that for some reason. And I'm going to say, what? They're just playing off the second one. And yep. Just- <laughs> yep. That does sound like me. I mean, sometimes when, when I'm so enamored with the first one, I'm happy with more of the second or the second one being a lot of the same. But when I don't really like the first one that much, when that second one repeats everything, I get super bored. So we'll yeah. see what uh, what happens with this one. But I just like you, I enjoyed the, that first uh not like you said, reboot Jumanji uh, into the jungle that we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah. And what's going to be fun is I'm actually going to be in California, um, you know, being there for the holidays, being there for Christmas. And I'm, we're going to be able to watch, I believe two movies together. So I'm, it's going to be very, very fun. Good, good. Yeah. And both of them, I think the whole family wants to go for, for me. So you might be tagging along with the four of us. Fantastic. Unless I know star Wars, maybe the kids might want to go, but I don't know if I'm going to spend, I don't want, I just, I'm really not looking forward to Star Wars. I'm my expectations are so low. You know what? You know how when you watch a movie, your expectations are so high, but it's not as good, and so it doesn't feel as good. You know, so it's like, eh, it was it wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. This is gonna be different. This is so crappingly low, my expectations, that it's gonna destroy that and go so much lower. And I'm gonna say, this is a horrible, horrible movie. Nobody should ever watch any more Star Wars. At least that's my expectation. I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. I have that same kind of expectation, um, but I'm going to do what I did before. So if you remember, I think it was Terminator Dark Fate when I said I took my flask of rum with me and I enjoyed the movie more for it. I'm going to do the same thing with the next Star Wars. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, totally, baby. All righty. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Of course, you know how we feel about Team America World Police. Now we want to hear your thoughts. Go to watchandlearnpodcast.com slash pod 78 and leave a comment there. All righty then. My name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with Jumanji, the next level. Jumanji, the next level.